everybody. You are listening to Hotter Than Health, the podcast. This is a podcast focusing on fitness, nutrition, and an overall healthy lifestyle. My name is Eliza Gellman, and I am so happy to have you here with me for today's episode. jewelry. It is almost the holidays and as those are coming up, I personally like to have a lot of my shopping done beforehand. I feel so much better just having everything prepared and I also just don't love going to all the shops and trying everything on that I actually want but then I realize I have to get for other people. It's just stressful so I like to make it as seamless as possible. And while I want to get everyone amazing gifts, I also want to make sure that it's not costing the environment or our planet. Welcome Anna Luisa. This is a jewelry brand with a simple and clear-cut idea that high-quality jewelry should not cost the planet. What I love about Ana Luisa Jewelry is that they share values and meet industry standards so that everything is priced fairly and produced ethically. I think that there's so much going on behind the scenes of so many fast fashion and jewelry shops that we don't see that are actually really detrimental to our environment, to the world, and that's why they can sell them at such a low cost. So there's no unnecessary mining or excessive markups, and they use recycled materials whenever it's possible. Their company is 100% carbon and water neutral from cradle to grave. So this is going to be so inspiring and they are absolutely leaving an impact. So Ana Luisa has come up with a specific discount for Hotter Than Health listeners. So if you are listening, make sure to check out Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, and use the code ELIZAG for 10% off at checkout. I also have a link in the show notes. Make sure you check it out. I personally have been wearing and I'm wearing right now one of the huggy ear cuffs. I use the Antoinette. I have a couple other ones as well as the Nessie pendant. So again, that is the Antoinette cuff that I'm obsessed with as well as the Nessie, N-E-S-S-I-E pendant. I love it. Got so many compliments on it every time I wear them. They're great. So again, make sure you check out Ana Luisa Jewelry for your holiday shopping needs or if you just want to get yourself a little something that you know is great for the environment as well as just beautiful. So check out Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A. Make sure you use the code Eliza G to get 10% off. I absolutely recommend them. Great brand and they make beautiful, sustainable jewelry. So make sure you go check it out. Ana Luisa, A-N-A-L-U-I-S-A, code Eliza G at checkout for 10% off. Thank you so much for sponsoring today's episode. Let's get into it. I feel that life invites you to confront old realities that you created about yourself just to survive. And as we begin to evolve and grow into ourselves, we shed all those defense mechanisms or those limited beliefs or patterns and the universe always has a way of giving you exactly what you need to blossom into your next level. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Hotter Than Health. Today's episode is so special. We have a dear friend of mine, Ashley Lauren. 
if you are in Charleston, you may know Ashley as a yoga instructor. If you don't live in Charleston, absolutely follow her on Instagram at ashleylauren.wellness. You can also follow her yoga brand and lifestyle brand, Tulua underscore yoga, T-U-L-U-A. So a little bit about Ashley before we get into today's interview. She is a yoga, meditation, mindfulness professional. She is a Reiki master, and she also is um, the director and creative director of Tulua Yoga. So she's basically a teacher of yoga and mindfulness, Reiki master, and just all-encompassing energetic professional, if you will. So today we wanted to talk about not just the what people may refer to as the woo-woo side of wellness, but we wanted to talk a little bit about Ashley's story and how she has used this story to fully embody all of the practices that she has learned and taught. So what what we're going to hear is how she developed from childhood into early adulthood experiences that she went through that might shock some people and we're overall going to hear a little bit more about how she has used her past trauma and conditioning and life experiences to be able to connect with her clients and teach people through energetic practices like meditation, yet like breath work, like yoga, um, teach people how to really tap into uh, a deeper level of themselves. And I know that might sound a little, like we mentioned a lot in the episode, a, a little esoteric and a little bit um, ambiguous, but overall, we have such an amazing conversation just about her life, and you don't have to know her to really appreciate this story. If you've never heard of Ashley, um, I think you're going to glean a lot of perspective on how to utilize any type of experiences, whether they be uh, small things that may come up for you in a day-to-day with stress, whether it's just trying to figure out a good routine to start incorporating some natural wellness uh, paths or practices, but also If you have gone through any type of uh, body dysmorphia, if you have tried to push your body and it ended up injured, if you have tried uh, different types of medicines and then realized that you had adverse side effects, like we go kind of everywhere in this episode. We talk about healthy boundaries. We talk about weight loss. We talk about hormones, but we talk about how to tap into your mind and it's just an insane episode. One thing I will say is I want everyone to be observant of how eloquent and beautifully Ashley speaks, and that's part of her, that truly is part of the appeal for her meditations is that it's really easy to listen to. She has a beautiful voice. She's, it's it's melodic, it's harmonic, it's great. Um, I think everyone's really going to just enjoy listening to this episode, whether you are trying to whether you're trying to actually take tips from this episode, there's no question as to whether or not you will just physically enjoy listening to it. I think it's going to be very appealing. And 
it's very linear. She answers her questions. She's a great, she was a great person to interview. Um, and I don't, I say that often because I genuinely love all the people that I've uh, interviewed, but it's been really great to interview a close friend. So before we get into today's episode with Ashley, I'm so excited for you all to hear it, but little announcement. I'm going to be launching, and I almost say this as a level of, (laughs) I almost say this as a level of holding accountability. Uh, If you have been listening to the podcast for over a year, you have, or even six, seven months, if you have been, you have heard me speak about the Nourish and Elevate program. Last, maybe six months ago, we did the Nourish and Elevate program, which was a one-month, four-week, intensive, but self-paced uh, wellness seminar, if you will. So it's four weeks, basically almost 30 days to nourish and elevate. What we do is have a weekly seminar that are, all of the seminars are recorded. Um, last time we did this, we had anywhere from 12 to 20 people on each call, all were participating, all were asking questions, all were fully involved, whether they wanted to, you know, mute themselves or send their questions in beforehand. It was one of the most impactful mini retreats, virtual retreats that I have ever experienced. I feel so proud to have um, been a part of getting together such an awesome group. So we had, I think, 50 women sign up, and I do believe that I'm going to cap it at around 50 to 75 this round. And reason being, it's so intimate because we really do personalize wellness practices for each person. So things that we cover intensively are uh, how to match your fitness and eating routine around your cycle, what to be eating at what time of the month. Uh, We also go over how to spot some hormonal imbalances. We go over mindfulness practices and how to incorporate more of a meditative type of practice into your daily routine. We go over journaling. We go over different holistic practices. We go over intermittent fasting. We go over plant-based health. But in these seminars, uh, whether or not you're in a different time zone, uh, you can absolutely listen to these. And so many people kind of use them as many podcast episodes. They're around 45 to 50 minutes and you can listen to them on a walk. You can listen to participants participants, uh, part of the Q&A. You also are going to get some worksheets. You will get homework. You'll get assignments. You're also going to get a one-month intensive meal plan that we're going to be doing together. And with this, we are doing a little bit of accountability next level where you're going to be part of a Facebook group. So be on the lookout for more information about the Nourish and Elevate uh, program that's going to be coming out. I'm going to start it January 1st so that it's really just you have a month or two to kind of sign up, get prepared, enjoy the holidays. And then as we are going into the new year, I feel like, you know, it's not about New Year's resolutions. I think that if you are trying to just truly better yourself, then this is the program. Um, It's we're going to make it super affordable so that anybody can join. Um, It's around the holidays. So if you want to do it with somebody, then it's a great gift. So I highly recommend it. I think it's going to be amazing. And I always learn a ton from it. So be on the lookout. If you haven't signed up for my newsletter, go onto my website and enter your email on the bottom and you'll get more information about it. And also it'll be on my Instagram. Um, As we talk about at the end of this episode, 
make sure you have followed me and well, make sure you follow me on Instagram because we're going to be doing a giveaway with some of Ashley's services with her yoga pop-ups as well as her virtual. If you're not in Charleston, I'm going to be doing part of the giveaway with a personalized nutrition plan. We have a one-hour photo shoot complimentary from one local photographer, and we also are going to have a skincare giveaway. So that's going to be one huge, beautiful bundle. And I highly recommend if you are in the local area, take advantage of this Charleston, Mount Pleasant, wherever you are. So that's a really fantastic one to be involved in. Make sure you follow at Eliza G underscore wellness and hotter than health podcast on Instagram to make sure you don't miss out on any of this vital information. All right. So without further ado, I am so thrilled to bring you this episode with my dear friend, Ashley Lauren. So welcome to the podcast, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. You're so um, welcome. I've been dreaming about this for a long time. I know you actually, it's funny because we have talked about doing this since it's been like a year since we've talked about doing this. And we both have grown and evolved so much. Mm-hmm. I'm stoked it's happening now, right when it's meant to. Exactly. And you guys, we actually have a giveaway happening um, tomorrow. So starting on Friday. Friday. Yeah, exactly. So when this comes out, it will be tomorrow and we'll be good to go. <laughs> She's like correcting me over here. She's like, babe, no, no, no. We do but have a giveaway. We do have a giveaway. It'll be fantastic. Make sure you check out the our Instagrams. Um, we'll give you all of that information, but you can always find it in the show notes as well. So before we get into the juiciness of the story, before we get into the details of what makes you you tell us where you are right now introduce yourselves for someone who doesn't know Ashley Lauren well I'm Ashley I am currently living in Charleston South Carolina Eliza and I are sitting in my apartment um, downtown and it's a super cool like industrial vibe so we're just if you're in Charleston over that if you're in Charleston it's it's cool blow it's all concrete very billboard dad it's really cool (laughs) And um, I teach yoga full time and it took quite a few years for me to get to this point. So I'm really grateful and feel very fulfilled um, by the work that I'm doing. I teach yoga and fitness part time uh, for a local studio called The Works. They have two locations, one downtown, one in Mount Pleasant amazing um, group of humans and I'm so lucky to be a part of their community. I've also been developing a brand and a method called Tulua. Tell us about it. And um, uh, Tulua is something that began as a creative outlet for me and it evolved into a lifestyle, essentially this method that I teach every Monday night um, at Cannon Green from 6 to 7 p.m. if you want to join us. And Tulua, the signature style class is a blend of body-oriented modalities that I've learned about over the last eight years throughout my healing journey. They're all holistic and mindfulness-based. We incorporate a restorative movement, guided breath work, a meditation, and metacognitive techniques, which is one's ability to observe their own thoughts, beliefs, and patterns. Um, and through integrating this fusion of healing arts you learn how to create change in your health in your life and it's 
this beautifully powerful and transformative practice. And uh, one of my passions is creating an experience for people to really disconnect from the noise of their life and drop in to their body and their being um, and regulate their nervous system so they're able to access that higher level of humanity um, Mm -hmm. and evolving their consciousness. So it's just this really special experience and... It really has been an evolution. I think that so many people would look at an Instagram or look at, you know, hear a yoga pop up and think just yoga, just movement, just sweat, stretch, openness, and that's all great. But you really have cultivated not just a community, but people who didn't realize what they needed until they got there. Does that make sense? Thank you for saying that. That means a lot. Of course. It's so fantastic. So Tulua is a wellness lifestyle brand slash method. So it's an all-encompassing. People who know you would say that it's so on brand with you as a human. People (laughs) who don't know you, if you just look at her Instagram, Tulua Yoga on Instagram, it is, it's Ashley. It's graceful, (laughs) it's elegant, it's poised, it's creative, and it's deep. So not many people know much about you. And it doesn't matter if you've heard of Ashley, if you've never heard of Ashley, if you're listening in California, Australia, wherever you are, if you just look at Ashley, you just want to know more. And there is a deeper well that I don't think a lot of people have had the experience to hear about. So, and that's what really helped you develop your brand, which is why it's so important to let people know about you. So talk to us about how Tulua came to be as part of your life's experience. Yes, I would absolutely love to share on that for sure. I think there's so many different moving pieces and parts that created the culmination that is the method and the brand now. Um, so I'll start with, I've been teaching full time for five years now Mm -hmm. and I've had the opportunity to work with a variety of teachers and different styles and disciplines of yoga. I'm also a certified Reiki master practitioner. So I have a background in the human energy system. Um, I'm a breathwork facilitator and a meditation instructor. So through exploring my own personal practice and just being a student of life through my own experiences, I've crafted, you know, these techniques and this methodology that allows me to shift my energy right away, um, tap back into higher potential and sense of self. And, you know, now I share that with other people and Ashley eight years ago could have never dreamed of living this life that I'm living and, you know, sharing these healing arts that I'm teaching. Um, so let's I, go back to even younger than a- that, Ashley. Okay. So as a child, what were you like? Were you always this deep? Were you always this creative? Like, what were you like as a child? Well, I love to joke with all of my dearest friends that I was an artist in another lifetime and I don't have the skill now, but it's, you know, expressed through movement, through music, through, um, branding, all the things. Um, but as a child, 
I was just a free-spirited, intuitive, indigo child is what they called me. And I know my mom crossed paths with multiple healers and they would comment that I was special and I had a sixth sense, essentially. And I've always been drawn to things that are grounding and healing for the soul. Like growing up, um, I spent all my time working on horse farms. I competed semi-professionally for a couple years. Um... And then as I got older, I gravitated towards the ocean and the water, which is like super grounding and healing for my energy archetype and, Mm -hmm. you know, who I am. And I uh, grew up in Davidson Concord area, North Carolina. I'm the oldest uh, sibling. I have two brothers that I adore. Taylor's 18 months younger than me and Zach is 10 years younger. And I think life started to change for me as a child or started to feel turbulent or challenging was when my parents uh, began the process of their divorce, which was fourth grade. And um, they had a toxic relationship. And my brother and I, Taylor, internalized that a lot. And now as an adult and having acquired the skills and education that I have I can look back on both of my parents with so much empathy and compassion, but I realized that um, the chaos of the environment became mental health and emotional health issues for me throughout uh, my teenage years and young adulthood, and both of my brothers have had similar experiences. What were, what was, when you say your parents had a, a toxic relationship, What did that show up as? I think it was mental, emotional, and verbal abuse. My dad had multiple affairs on my mom, and uh, she was very hurt and angry, and we were put in the middle. Um, Our home was either yelling or it was this eerie silence that felt like suppression mm-hmm. like it wasn't ever safe to say how you really felt mm-hmm. or to be who you really were it was more like the picture on the outside looking in was so perfect and everyone wanted everyone wanted that picture but on the inside it felt very hollow and alone and empty mm-hmm. and I carried that emptiness into young adulthood with me and I really struggled with depression and anxiety um, my dad ended up having to go to prison for a few years and my mother and I's relationship became even more strained mm-hmm. as I was growing and wanting to spread my wings um, and I felt that because my mother was so wounded, there was never space for mm. me mm-hmm. uh, to feel or to be or to have needs or desires. And so I learned to repress mm-hmm. everything inside and just slap on that happy face. Mm-hmm. And it really wasn't until college when in addition to the mental health problems, I was having physical health issues that I dove deeper. Um, What type of physical health issues? And I only asked that part because it's something that might be easier for people to recognize. It might be easier for someone to relate to. Yeah. It's less ambiguous. Um, It began definitely in high school 
quick interruption to tell you all about my absolute favorite show sponsor. You know them, you love them, and if you haven't tried them already, this is your push to do so. You know what I'm talking about, Organifi. So Organifi is an organic superfood company, and they are based out of San Diego, building just the absolute best ingredients to create the best products. So I have been using Organifi's protein powder, greens powder, as well as their hydration digestion uh, supplements for the past four or five, maybe even six months. I wanted to make sure that they were a good fit for not just my gut, but the ingredients were sustainable and they tasted great before I recommended them to anyone, of course. So I wanted to introduce Organifi, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I. We are actually going to be doing a quick giveaway. So in the coming days, make sure you are following on Instagram, Eliza G underscore wellness or hotter than health podcast. We're going to be doing a quick, simple giveaway. Just follow both accounts. Make sure you're already doing so. And we're going to give away a giant tub of the vanilla, beautiful plant-based protein, as well as the pure travel packs. So I haven't talked about the pure travel packs before because I wanted to try them first and I I am obsessed. So these promote mental clarity and digestion. Uh, They're super easy for on the go. It supports hydration, which we all know supports digestion. Um, They are based in 100 milligrams of coffee berry per serving. They support clarity. They are absolutely delicious. They have things like coconut water powder. They have a little bit of digestive enzyme. They have other things like monk fruit powder and apple cider vinegar and they've got other ingredients that are going to absolutely help you uh, focus on your digestion especially while you're traveling while we are traveling over the holidays it's so important to make sure that we are getting not just our minerals but our nutrients and our uh, prebiotic fibers all those good things these are dairy-free gluten-free soy-free vegan organic glyphosate residue-free anything you can think of that is why i am so obsessed with organifi so if you want this amazing product just enter the giveaway on our Instagram, or if you want to rush it and go ahead and grab it right now, go ahead, head to the link in my bio on my social media or in the show notes, and you can get 20% off of your first purchase. So if you like to work out, if you like to stay full, have the protein powder, definitely get the vanilla. And if you are focusing on digestion and hydration, if you're an athlete or if you're just traveling, we're definitely going to get the pure digestive mental clarity travel packets, right? So make sure you go to Organifi.com slash HTH or use the code HTH at checkout for 20% off of your first order. Actually, all orders. What am I saying here? So again, check out my absolute favorite company, Organifi. Check them out, Organifi.com slash HTH for 20% off of your order. Now let's get back to today's episode. Um, proclivity towards eating disorder, starving myself, then binging. So Mm -hmm. tons of weight fluctuation. I had severe cystic acne to the point where even in high school, I would not go outside to let out our dogs without covering my acne. I felt so ashamed. And every morning when I would look in the mirror and that was the first thing that I would see, it would just taint the day. Like no eye contact. There was no intimacy in life. I completely, yeah. Yeah. I felt um, kind of trapped in my body in a way. And I didn't want to connect. I didn't want to be seen. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to expand. Mm -hmm. I was kind of just stuck, Mm -hmm. closed down and in. And I think that 
you know, the fear of abandonment, the fear of trusting, um, the anxiety, the depression, an inability to know my worth on a deep level mm -hmm. resulted in also having a relationship uh, with mm -hmm. a man that was a lot older than me. It was between the age of 16 and 18, and it was my first sexual experience that wasn't necessarily mm -hmm. welcomed. And you were in your freshman year of college, freshman, sophomore. Is that right? So let well, me Well, 16, take 17. No, that would be <laughs> high school. I'm sorry. I'm so terrible at figuring out ages. So no, that would be fine. high school still. I'm all over the place. No, you're really not. This is great. Linear. So I started you guys fourth grade. Uh, my parents' divorce and litigation went on for five or six years. And within that time period as well was when my dad was in jail and he was released. So as a sophomore in high school, I actually got my GED. Oh, okay, I was focusing okay. on riding horses um, full time. And at that point, I was so unhappy living at home with either parent. I was living with my trainer mm. and going to community college in Charlotte. So I got my two-year associate degree at Central Piedmont Community College. That's right. I remember. was working full time, hoping to compete on the weekends. And it was in that environment where I became involved in the inappropriate relationship and um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that went on for about two years and while you was, were living with him yeah and it was traumatic for sure mm -hmm. and um, I ended up having to have an abortion when I was 18 mm. as well and not many people know that about me the only person that I told at the time was my father. I've always had this incredible emotional rapport and connection with him. And he's always in his adulthood been emotionally honest and vulnerable. So I felt comfortable, you know, telling him what was going on, but I hid and concealed that from everyone else in my life for many, many years. So how did he react when he found out that his daughter had to go through this experience as a result of being in a situation that you didn't even realize was harmful until you were like fully submersed in it. What was your dad's feeling towards that? Did he want to go fucking kill this guy? At the time, my father was so immersed in his own traumatic experience of, you know, PTSD, just, you know, getting out of prison, the divorce, the litigation, losing his companies that he had built. Uh, via blood, sweat, and tears for so many years. He was also involved in a new marriage with a woman a lot younger than him. So I think he had so much on his plate, it kind of slid under his radar. I think he was disturbed and he was saddened. And at the same time, I don't feel like he showed up for me then the way he would now. Mm -hmm. And when we discuss it now, he's infuriated. But at the time, he wasn't. It was almost just like... I feel like we look back at our parents often and we have to have so much empathy because we realize that they are still just humans. They're totally. not just our parents, but they're also trying to figure their shit out. They're in their own place of their journey of self-actualization. Mm -hmm. They're doing the best they can with the tools that they have and... Mm -hmm everyone have has different levels of awareness mm -hmm. so yeah when I share about my past it feels extremely uh, vulnerable for me I tend to be more of a private person but I also feel like 
I'm sharing personal information about people in my life that I love and care about. And so I think I've always just guarded that and kept that close to my heart. But mm-hmm. I think it's important for people to know, you know, uh, your childhood trauma or experiences shape who you become as a young adult. And at that point, you can either allow life to take over you, so to speak, or you can step up, claim personal responsibility for your own healing. Mm-hmm. And from that space, you're empowered to you know, create the life that you want versus just... It's one of those things where if you own your flaws or your what you perceive as a character flaw or, when, or you own your trauma, then you're untouchable, you know? Yeah, like, I love oh, that. You're untouchable because is someone going to say something what that I don't already know? you know? So it's really important. I agree to yes, let people in. I think that you've done such a great job of creating boundaries and create, but without building a wall, you're just very authentic to your own boundaries, saying no to what doesn't feel right. You've said that you've always been intuitive. So you, you went through all these huge traumatic experiences in very formative years and once you were out of, how did you get out of that situation? Living with your trainer, I feel like that's, we don't want to, I don't want to skip over that because I want to see, you know, if someone else is in a relationship or in any situation where they feel trapped or alone, then it's not too late to get out ever. It's never too late. I sensed it was off. And as I got older, he became more controlling. And I had this incredible opportunity to move away for the summer and work for a couple in Chatsworth, Georgia, um, who had made Olympic teams and had this incredible, uh, stunning farm and operation. It was a huge opportunity. And I remember going to him with that opportunity and he was not excited for me. He wanted me you know, to stay Stay here where he could control me. And I took that opportunity. And did you just say like, absolutely not. I'm packing a bag and I'm going or I didn't at that time. I wasn't ready to take that step. It was, I'm going away for the summer before I transfer to the college of Charleston. Mm -hmm. This is an incredible opportunity. You should be happy for me kind of thing. And, um, he came to visit once for my birthday and that's actually when I became pregnant was that summer when I turned 18 and through that experience I opened up to one other girl who was there working with me and she was older and she became like this big protective sister and she taught me so much about self-worth and kind of standing up for yourself and not allowing this type of interaction or experience into your life yes Mm -hmm. sometimes it's out of your control but she built me up all Mm -hmm. summer so I had the strength to leave and I already had plans to transfer to the college of Charleston so I was removing myself from the situation um, in that regard but at that time just to make it clear you know I was financially dependent on this person that I was working for this person Um, all the work that I did was in exchange for my living expenses and food. And I felt very trapped and alone. And, um, so yeah, you know, moving to Charleston. So you were 18 
when you moved to Charleston? Yes. Okay. I was 18 and I lost a year's worth of credit <laughs> since I uh, transferred from out of state. None of my high school trans- <laughs> credits transferred over and I was like, I don't even want to go to college. Do I, is this a sign that I need to just not go? I went, but it sucks. That's, <laughs> and it sucks. I mean, the College of Charleston, absolutely stunning campus. I was completely enamored. I was just a shell of a person at the time. I hadn't found myself. I felt angry. I felt lost. I just kind of had this dejected type of energy, I think. Um, I didn't have a sense of purpose yet. I hadn't met myself deeply yet. And so I studied political science, crime law and society. I partied. I no longer had a passion or an identity after leaving the horseback riding world. And I was really struggling with my mental health. And at the time, my dad recommended a psychiatrist that he was seeing. And um, I was prescribed Lamictal, which is for people who have bipolar disorder. And I was misdiagnosed. So I um, was on this medication for six months. I ended up having a fatal reaction to it. It's called Steven Johnson syndrome. You get a chemical burn all over your body. And I also had um, bacterial meningitis, which is another side effect. Isn't that like brain eating? Yes. And I was hospitalized for a couple weeks. Both my parents came into town and it took me months to recover. So that was the beginning of me becoming curious about holistic health and healing because. Mm -hmm. Because pills did that to you. Yes. And, and I system. felt like I couldn't trust the system or seek guidance through that portal. Uh, so that was a huge turning point in my life. Damn. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know about the, maybe I did. I don't think I knew about the hospitalization, but mm-hmm. so you took a holistic route. What were your, so you were still young at the time. And I feel like some people who listen to the podcast, they're you know, there's a range. There's anywhere from being in college to, you know, mid 40s, early 50s. So we have a range. But let's say you're in college and you you feel like you have something pulling at you to kind of awaken a passion. But what would you say to a girl or a guy who is in college and they're feeling pulled? Like what was your first route into the holistic world? into after that experience it began with more of a shallow intention if I'm being honest as a means to control my appearance Mm -hmm. I never felt beautiful because of my skin so Mm -hmm. the way I would feel a sense of worth through my appearance was being skinny and for all of you that know me, <laughs> no, I'm very curvy. That is not my natural body type. So I bullied my body and it was through fitness that I discovered the double-edged sword, you know, finding that sense of control through overexerting myself. But on the flip side, finding that sense of liberation and internal strength but I ended up overtraining. I worked at a gym way back when that just wasn't in alignment with who I am. I just didn't know it at the time. I ended up getting injured and trying a yoga class. Mimi Rose and Katie Borges, who are two local instructors in Charleston still, were my 
two first yoga mentors, if you will. Like I remember in Mimi Rose's class in half pigeon pose, bawling. That pose will fuck you up. It will fuck you up. Absolutely. Like goodbye. I, some of my best cry sessions have been in half pigeon. I totally agree. It, absolutely. I mean, it's a deep release posture and we store all of our life experiences in our body, whether we know it or not. And so for someone who felt so lost and alone and having, you know, mental health issues, having other types of health issues, feeling so lost in life, no path, no purpose, that moment for me was intimate. It was special and it really altered the course of everything because Mm -hmm. at that point, I wanted to recreate that feeling inside again and again and again. And the only way I could access that was through the practice of yoga asana, which is, you know, the postures, the shapes, the movement piece. And now six years down the road, there's other elements of yoga and the philosophy that draw me in more deeply. Mm -hmm. But at the time, it was the physical practice of yoga because I was able to experience a mental, emotional, and energetic shift. And I got stronger Mm -hmm. in every way. So a lot of people I know will... I've gotten so many messages, like hundreds of messages over the years saying that they've either seen my transition into the industry and the evolution and they all want to start by becoming a personal trainer or I want to work at this gym because I love fitness. And I'm like, do you want to work at the gym because you love the way you feel when you're in a class? Because you don't have to take this one route. And so I think that just by exploring and even allowing yourself to go deeply into a a practice like yoga, going from all these hit classes, high intensity, overtraining, all of this, into that first yoga class I feel like so many people wouldn't allow themselves to be open like they see fitness in one way they see fitness as results they see fitness as a way to change physically which I think is just a byproduct of the emotional healing that can happen in fitness and um, when you started going to your yoga classes and doing all of these things obviously maybe you had another job is that when you started to kind of figure out okay I want to do this on my own. I, I know that I can do this differently. What were your next thoughts as you started to become introduced to yoga as a philosophy? I love that question because I also have folks who are earlier along in their journey ask me this as well. I feel that the path begins to reveal itself to you as you take action. Like you can sit and meditate all day long. But if that's all you're doing, if you're not taking, you know, steps in your life daily to move in the direction that lights you up, mm-hmm. you're going to coast or just float in mm-hmm. one place. And so I had this deep reverence and respect and love for this practice and I was just fascinated um, by every aspect of yoga and its philosophy. So I practiced twice daily for almost two years and was working other part-time jobs. It hadn't arrived 
in my awareness yet that, wow, maybe one day I could be a yoga teacher. But that did become a dream of mine about two years in. Um, Katie Borges, actually, she encouraged me to get certified in Nosara, Costa Rica. That's where she had done her uh, 200-hour teacher training. And so I followed my heart to Costa Rica. I researched programs. I found one that was energetics-based, where we would really dive into the chakras. And it was a Hatha yoga program. So under the umbrella of Hatha yoga, I was able to learn about creative vinyasa. I was able to learn about restorative yoga. I learned about Ayurvedic practices and Mm. lifestyle. Uh, I was introduced to meditation and energy healing Mm -hmm. while I lived in Nosara as well. Mm. I was there for about five weeks. It's such an amazing place. Like the blue zones, you can really just tap in because there's no distraction. It's just... Well, it's called Pura Vida for a reason. Pure life. Mm -hmm. And there's no technology. You Mm -hmm. spend your free time doing something active, eating incredibly fresh food, being immersed in nature, connecting with other people. Mm -hmm. And... um, It was in Nosara where I was introduced to more esoteric, if you will, Mm -hmm. ancient healing arts, Mm -hmm. such as meditation, breath work, um, full moon, new moon, um, energy healing, just all these different practices and techniques. So that opened up a whole nother world. And it was just like this fire placed in my heart that I wanted to teach. I wanted to share Uh, this work with other people. I didn't know how that would come into fruition at that point. Mm -hmm. I just pursued it endlessly and Mm -hmm. I got a ton of no's. Surprisingly, it's extremely competitive to become a yoga teacher really in any city, especially in Charleston. Mm -hmm. So after Costa Rica, I moved to Atlanta because my parents had relocated there got an apartment, worked a corporate job for Bank of America Merchant Services, which is hilarious because what the hell? I can't even. That's goes to show that like <laughs> we're really just trying to feel grounded. Like, okay, we want to feel financially stable. What is yeah. the first thing we can cling to? Exactly. Yep. Another lifetime ago, fear, scarcity mindset, you know, exactly like what you said. You're just gripping onto one, what feels comfortable and what society tells you you should do. The antithesis of Pura Vida where you were just in this beautiful, amazing, okay, now how do I take action? You're like, okay, Bank of America. Yeah. And so it really was a roller coaster to get to this point. Um, I worked part-time at a studio for free in Atlanta. And then I finally got auditioned at a big studio there that had three locations. And I was salaried for the first time and was able to teach full-time. Mm. And it was a super cool, kind of funky, out there studio. So I taught all these different style classes. No microphone, super granola, which I love. Mm-hmm. I got to meet so many different types of people and... Um, I just was dying to get back to Charleston. I was very unhappy living somewhere where I was landlocked. So I applied to every yoga studio in Charleston and every single person turned me down. And (laughs) I came on weekends and would stay with a friend and would practice at different local studios in Charleston. I finally got in with Hilo, which is a very fitness-based studio and also where I met you, Eliza. Mm -hmm. And it's just evolved from there. Um, I was let go from Hilo and that was... One of the best things that's happened to me uh, throughout my career in Charleston. and I want to talk about that. Yeah. So you were like, oh, and I remember we had a meeting right afterwards with everyone, all the just staff people. And it wasn't a staff meeting. We were all just sitting in the high room and we were like, what the fuck? 
we genuinely all said that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I think that we all were like, we were in that what the fuck moment of shock and kind of disbelief, but also in a moment of we aren't worried. Nobody was worried that you wouldn't land on your feet. Of course, there are so many things going on. You know, it's that sense of rejection at first and that shock and that, you know, you're not good enough feeling. However, I think that you had already had these thoughts brewing about Tulua, but you just were, you needed that push. Um, so after, after you were let go, how did you shift your mentality from being a victim to being, this is an opportunity? Do you know what I'm saying? Well, to be honest, it took, it took a few weeks to get back on my feet. I felt and believed to this day I was unfairly let go, but it was an absolute blessing in disguise. And I'm so grateful to have landed at the works. I hold a huge level of respect for Sarah. She's a champion of women she supports and elevates women in the community. She does not tear them down. She's not threatened by people that have gifts or passions outside of, you know, her practice and her studio. And I feel like she and I have an understanding. I'm 100% wholehearted when I'm there teaching for her and I'm grateful for every opportunity that she gives to me. And she also understands that I have a heart and love for this other style of yoga that I share with the world. Um, and it's really beautiful. And I've learned so much about business, about how to be a team player, about how to become more of a vulnerable and emotionally honest yoga instructor instead of just, you know, a yoga instructor that says all the things that we say. Um, I feel like my teaching has evolved mm -hmm. in a huge way since being at the works and I'm really grateful to Good. be there and um another thing I love about Sarah is and we're we're gassing you up Sarah because you're coming on the podcast <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> Sarah Eliza wants you to be a guest soon <laughs> another thing I love about her is yes we have team meetings yes she created a method yes there's a skeleton and an outline for sequences and the classes that she developed that she would prefer us to follow but I never once have felt like I have to change who I am as a person what I stand for and the style of yoga that I teach. Mm -hmm. She wants you just to kind of find your truest self and to find your own unique voice. Um, so I really appreciate that creative freedom I do, I think within my beautiful. teaching because it's a fucking blast. You know, and I have the microphone. We can play Drake. We can play, you know, some fun rap songs, hip hop, whatever. Get people hyped. Um, it's, you know, a soulful fitness practice is what you know, she references it as, and it I really think is. it very much is. I want to take it back to something you just said. And she says that you, or you mentioned, you don't feel the need to, you don't feel the need to change who you are or what you stand for. What do you stand for? As a teacher and someone in the community that people look to for advice and wellness, I stand for learning how to regulate and recalibrate your nervous system. I realize looking back, so many of my mental, emotional, and health issues 
were because I was encompassed in chronic stress and turbulence. So learning tools and practices that allowed me to shed that survival mode and come into my creative self, come into my present self, not only elevated my sense of well-being, it allowed me to find my path and reconnect with who I am. Mm -hmm. But in terms of values that I stand for, I strive to be a woman of substance. I strive to have integrity and character and to treat people with respect and uh, to always every day um, dedicate time to personal development and becoming a better human in general. So when I want to hear in your eyes, when do you feel you were at your lowest point when a shift happened? when you felt, okay, this is my low and I'm going to use these tools, these modalities of meditation, of breath work, of just depth and tap into who I am. What was that moment for you? Other than being in that, you know, half pigeon pose, what did your life look like when you were at your lowest? Like, what was that like? What was your day-to-day? Because I think that right now your day-to-day is structured in such a unique way. And I'd like to see that contrast. Incredible question. And take your time to think about it. I know it's a, there's so probably a lot, you know? I feel that I had a series of rock bottom moments and I continued to bully my way through life, staying on that same course. So definitely um, the sexual trauma with the older person that I trusted and took advantage of me was a rock bottom. The abortion was a rock bottom. That intense health scare with the Stephen Johnson syndrome and the bacterial meningitis was a rock bottom. But the way I was so consumed just by existing and surviving and had no energy or resources or sense of well-being left to devote to truly thriving and experiencing and making an impact during my lifetime. When I look back on that girl that was so lost, it makes me feel sad. Uh, It just felt like waking up with the weight of anxiety and not being able to release that. Mm -hmm. It just was like this dark cloud that followed Mm me. So you mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you said, and I, I consider it a superpower that you are able to shift energy. You're just, and, and for anyone listening who's doesn't do yoga, doesn't do breath work, doesn't do meditation, you still, it's goes without saying there are benefits to it. And without anyone even practicing it, you can't say this isn't beneficial. Maybe you haven't tapped into it yet, but maybe you're considering, or you know, people that do. So you mentioned that you can shift your energy for someone who hasn't experienced energy work describe that I would love to <laughs> it's one of my favorite things you're like okay world. close your eyes <laughs> I've been waiting for this question so now we're blessed to have research and data and science to back the effects and impact of something like energy healing 
I'll use the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza as an example because I'm currently taking a neuroscience and neurobiology course with him online. And you guys, he has so many amazing books and lots of meditations that you can find on YouTube if you want to check him out. He is, and I'm sorry to cut you off, he's the godfather of metacognitive practices. He's the godfather of meditations, but in a science-backed way. Absolutely. And he has his own life. He has kids. He has a wife. Like, he has his own life. But he is truly a, he is the number one practitioner that I've ever seen. He's phenomenal. In the space. He's I love him. He is. I, he doesn't know it, but he's a mentor of mine. I study his work every single day. He's great. And he's a huge influence of the practice that I've developed. But um, to go back to your question, we are energetic beings living in a physical world. There's a field of energy that surrounds our body. And although it may be invisible to you or to I in this moment, like your field of energy is intersecting mine and vice versa. And I think on the most basic level, I can ask all of your listeners, have you ever walked into a room and sensed the energy of someone that's just electric and it lights you up and it uh, raises your frequency and you sense that you feel that to your core and likewise on the flip side of someone who drains your energy absolutely or you're like that is heavy darkness walking yes, in absolutely so energy medicine is a tool to empower you with techniques to essentially be your own healer so we all have an auric field when it's healthy and full and filled with light, it extends nine feet in all directions around you. When we're constantly in a state of stress or survival, if we've experienced a trauma that's still unprocessed, um, if we're living from our lower self, that field of light that surrounds you is diminished. You draw from that light over time. Lower self as in you know you're not living to your full potential or you feel like you're muscling through life like you talked about before? I feel that looks like different things for different people, like whether you struggle with addiction, whether you avoid emotional intimacy, whether you are living one career that feels safe, but Mm -hmm. makes you feel truly unhappy on a daily basis, you know, like, you know, if you are not living aligned with Mm -hmm. the person that you were brought here to be, um, So energy work essentially is an opportunity to shift your central nervous system back into a state of deep healing and relaxation to process unresolved trauma, uh, to clear your subconscious and essentially rewire and reroute neural pathways. So it's through the process of energy healing, guided breath work and meditation that I've made such true and lasting changes in my subconscious belief system. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing the healing arts or the vibrational arts is what I reference them as with Mm -hmm. other people. We got to get a trademark on that. I love that. I know. Buy a domain after this. I actually um, asked a lawyer and he said that I couldn't trademark the vibrational arts because it was some type of mathematics term. (laughs) <laughs> okay, can we, t- what about just vibrational arts? We can take out that, that. we'll figure, well, there's a loophole. There's always a way. There's always it's a way. It's amazing. That's so cool. Um, 
Sorry, I feel like I'm all over the place. No, that still. was me. I interrupted. No, but you're that's fine. Just the way it goes. Did that answer your question about it energy did. healing? It was great. Okay. And so the lineage that I'm certified in is called Reiki, which is a subtle yet powerful, uh, divinely sourced energy. And clients come to me after sessions and say they feel like they're in a Zen coma. It just relaxes you deeply. It uh, allows you to dissolve any blocks, shed limited beliefs, as relinquish uh, that need to control things that you can't and take mm-hmm. personal responsibility, focus back within on the things you can shift or heal that. or expand. I want to yeah. shift into a couple specifics. So I know people are always interested in someone's life who is as articulate as you are, who is creative and who stands, stands alone. Does that make sense? It's like, you can't really compare yourself. Nobody can compare themselves to you because it's so unique that it's like, you can't copy paste that. Wow. Does that make sense? That means so much. Oh my gosh. Well, you're so inspiring and you know that. Um, but with everything that you're practicing on a day-to-day basis, what is your day-to-day routine look like? And going back to the very beginning of the story, when you mentioned your history with eating and your history with um, just having conflicting mindsets based around food, what is your lifestyle like right now? And then like walk us through a day and what are your eating patterns like now? Because I remember like, you and I, we enjoy food. We enjoy we love lo- food. We love food. We and love an aperitif for a glass of wine as well. Like four-hour <laughs> meals. I like a four-hour meal. Same. Like It's Absolutely. just the European way of being. It's just, it's good. So what is your lifestyle, or not lifestyle, what is your day-to-day now? And how can people start to integrate small bits of this? Because people don't need to like, you guys don't need to jump all the way into, you know, ice baths every morning and then intense meditations for 45 minutes. Like it doesn't need to be that serious. I think just slowly evolving and being able to tap into something. If you're feeling that numbness, what is your day to day? Amazing question. Mm -hmm. Thank you. My day to day varies depending on my teaching schedule and whether or not I've booked private clients for the week, but I'm going to walk you through an ideal day where I'm feeling like my best self. Totally. And I have these days at least three to five days a week because it's the glue that holds me together essentially, right? It's these practices that have lifted me to the point where I am now. And I like to sleep in till around 6.30 or 7. I honestly will do a Dr. Joe Dispenza meditation in bed, laying down. Do Which one? The morning meditation? I do the morning meditation. I do too. It's, it's, it's wild. Visualization has been so powerful for me in creating forward momentum with my brand and my business and becoming the person that I aspire to be and creating the life that. I desire to have. Um, And then I have this lovely earth angel dog named Klaus. And he's amazing. He has been with me for the last eight years of my life. And he is my soulmate. 
and he is like my child. So he gets like 45 minute to an hour walks in the most beautiful <laughs> locations in Charleston. You know, some mornings I'll take him to the Battery. Uh, some mornings I'll take him to Hampton Park. But time in nature, nature walk. And depending on what I have going on that day, I plan classes. I make playlists. Um, if I did not do a morning meditation in bed, I'll do a walking meditation. And that time fills my cup and creates internal space, if you will, so mm-hmm. that I have the bandwidth to hold all these blessings that I'm pulling in, you know, um, and I do work out at the works, the studio I teach at about three times a week. My favorite class there right now is the mashup. Uh, it's this incredible format that Sarah created. It's power vinyasa, uh, weightlifting, minimal cardio uh, circuits, and sculpt work. I'm going to come take that with you. It's such a fun class. I just started teaching it a couple months ago. I'm obsessed. And then I give myself two to three off days, or I'll do a gentle practice at home, more Tulua style. And I take long walks daily. So -hmm. that is really my fitness regime, if you will. Um, and my eating is very much intuitive. I would consider myself mostly plant-based, but I love seafood and every once in a while I do enjoy sustainably grass fed type of meat. Um, I typically fast till around noon. And I'm a snacker, if I'm being honest. Put some Casavitrana olives out, have mm-hmm. some hummus, and make some pasta in the evening. Got it. Uh, my partner happens to be an incredible cook, so sometimes, you know, he'll whip up something delicious that I could only ever dream of right. <laughs> making. Um, and I do enjoy uh, wine and cocktails with friends. Mm-hmm live music. And I think that it's important to also say that, and you and I are similar in this way. We like an experience with food. I don't want to just like put my head in the refrigerator and eat there. You know, I like it to be, I like a view. I like a, I like to sit down. I want a placemat. It's almost a meditation within itself. You're so intentional about, you know, the atmosphere that we choose, the Mm -hmm. items we're ordering, sipping slowly. You're immersed, engaged in conversation. Mm -hmm. To me, you know, one thing that fuels my passion and my inspiration is connecting with other creatives in the community. Mm-hmm. So Charleston's I'll, really amazing for we that. Have so many amazing. We really do. And once you meet entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and artists mm-hmm. and creatives, it's mind blowing. It's it's really truly. It's. I think we're really lucky. But I will say, if you are in Charlotte, if you're in Scottsdale, wherever you are, just by putting yourself out there, you will find them. Just by asking. Hey, do you want to grab a cocktail? Not like, hey, can I buy you lunch so you can tell me all about how you built your business? It's no, hey, you seem really cool. Let's hang out. Be vulnerable. Get open. I think that that's a huge part of it because when someone asks me, they're like, hey, like I know you have a podcast. I'd love to you know, hear all about how you built it. I'm like, oh, five years ago. I mean, it's like so much evolution. Agree. That's almost like, I can't even answer that question because it's... I it has to be you, you know? And I'm like, I Googled everything. But if you just say, Hey, you seem so creative and inspired. I think that we would get along. I would love to meet up and get a glass of wine or a cup of coffee. You know, I think there's, there's a difference. And I'm like, Ooh, boundary. (laughs) I love that you said that because 
I have a tendency when I'm focused on a goal of becoming so rigid with my alone time because I know I need that to thrive and you know, the nature of teaching is you're giving energy. So at times you're surrounded by so many physical bodies yes. and so much energy. It's a lot. So at times I find, you know, I overexert myself. However, as you stated, there's a fine line of enjoying your life, living your life. And through that, I have connected organically with so many amazing people on the same path of self-actualization as I am via a very different medium. Totally. And like you're not out here with a paintbrush. Other women like that mm-hmm. in the community, it's like this catalyst, this spark to push you even further forward on your journey, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It really does. And I think that's so beautiful when you can touch more people, they can touch more people, your path somehow starts colliding and intersecting, and that's how community and connectivity you know, grows. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you have to be out in the world to meet and experience and I think live. we're so often, we think, you know, all of these energetic practices, a lot of the time it is internal and it's alone. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, you're not going to go out and lay in the middle of a grocery store and try and meditate. Like you can't be surrounded by energy when you're trying to do a lot of these things. However, I think that once you almost get a taste of it, you know, at the end of Joe Dispenza's uh, morning meditation, he'll say, if you've uh, channeled the divine in this, ask for it to, you know, present itself. Those are the things where I'm like, oh my God, that was almost orgasmic. I need to do that every day. You know the feeling. Oh, you're yeah. like, if you, because not every meditation does that, but some mm-hmm. of them do. And you're like, oh my God, I need that. So you almost get rigid in your practice because you're like, I, I, it's like an addiction. You want to get back to that feeling. You just want to get back to that feeling. So you almost shut things out in order to make sure that you're lined up perfectly to get that thing. But it's life doesn't work that way. And I think that finding that flow and understanding that every month it's going to change, like based on my cycle, I need to be alone right before I'm about to be on my period. Like I know that, but right afterwards I'm fresh, I'm light. I'm like, no, I need to work. I need, I have all this stuff that has been pent up. Does that make sense? Yes. And And I have a few thoughts on what you said. I feel that life invites you to create Excuse me, I feel that life invites you to confront old realities that you created about yourself just to survive. And as we begin to evolve and grow into ourselves, we shed mm-hmm. all those defense mechanisms or those limited beliefs mm-hmm. or patterns. And the universe always has a way of giving you exactly what you need to blossom into your next level mm-hmm. and provide unlocking you with a, a new of- dimension, if you will. And, um, there's something that I wanted to say about how our practice, our wellness practice, our meditation practice, our energy work practice, it's so deeply internal yet, having a sense of community creates this container from which you can withdraw from the turbulence of life and really drop into your process. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. And that's 
why I'm so passionate about the Tulua pop-up experience and I encourage people to make it a consistent part of their wellness practice. It's Monday night. It's one hour of your week. Mm -hmm. It sets the tone for the rest of your six days. Yeah. Um, and yes, it's an intimate you know, moment and experience between you and you. But when you sense these other energetic beings all around you, it's just like creating this huge Mm -hmm. wave of positivity in Mm -hmm. the collective field. Mm -hmm. And we we need each other. People, we need people. We need community. Yes. And I think that so much of this work will allow people to shed unwanted relationships, unwanted weight, unwanted lifestyle habits it provides a support system Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. and and I think that as soon as you realize that whatever is filtering away in your life it will almost immediately be replaced replenished replenished does Mm -hmm. that make I feel like so many people are scared to lose something and I'm definitely I've been there I still get there sometimes that I'm scared to let go because then I'm like well then I'll have none of that but then it will the universe will always fill in with what's right and, but you have to allow it to, does that make sense? And, totally makes sense. Um, so getting back to being in our day to day, I think that we can always, you mentioned earlier how life will always show you and it will become apparent what you need to work on and your past habits and your past conditioning. So when you and I lived together, she, Ashley moved in to one of the rooms at the Casita. And if you guys have been a loyal listener, you know that I lived in downtown Charleston <laughs> last year. The and Casita. It was great. She lived there. You were there for what? Three months. Nothing too long. It went by so fast. It was so great. I loved the Casita. But it was so magical. We, so we lived together. And I don't know if you recognize this, but I did. I would not go out on the weekdays. I would not, I wouldn't go out to dinner on the weekdays. Maybe like once every other month I would go out on a weekday. I would like not have alcohol during the week because that's how I was conditioned from my previous job where I was in Scottsdale. And I was like in my best body, best shape. And then my whole life got turned upside down when my mom died. And then I was like, okay, got to get back exactly to what it was. But my life was completely changed. So I can't go back to exactly what I was Mm. because I'm not exactly who I was. Life is different. So now I'm a huge advocate of going out to dinner on a Wednesday or on a Tuesday or on a Monday night, like just to change things up and make sure that I'm reminding myself that I don't have to be my old patterns, things that I would never have thought about doing, you know, a glass of wine on a Monday, you know, I'm not a huge drinker, but I like the experience. So do you know what I mean? You have to challenge your, you have to challenge your conditioning sometimes, A hundred percent. Humans tend to be creatures of habit and it's easy to become complacent or stuck Mm -hmm. even. And that's part of enjoying life, leaning into life, opening your heart and soul to experience life fully. You're also creating new pathways and neural networks you're growing and mm-hmm. evolving in capacities you're not even aware of. When you switch up your routine, when you walk a different route, mm-hmm. when you uh, take time to connect with somebody new, when you try a different workout class, you know? Yep. So I think that's important to always stay 
focused on trying new things. I completely agree. And I think that that's, that's perfect. So for anyone listening who is interested in this, make sure you check out the giveaway we have going on. It's actually going to start tomorrow morning. So make sure you follow Ashley, myself, um, who else are we doing this with? Madison Krupp, an incredible local photographer, as well as Katie Daly, who was just on the podcast a couple weeks ago for skincare. We are doing an immense giveaway. It's valued at over probably five, $600 at least. Um, so make sure you guys check it out and it's your entire wellness package. If you're not local to Charleston, still enter the giveaway. We can send you the skincare. I can send you the new nutrition, everything, and we'll work something out. But Um, for anyone who is listening and hasn't already followed, make sure you do that. And without, um, cutting us off too soon, if you could leave us with your favorite resource, that would be fantastic. I would love to, and just quickly wanted to recap, um, that you can practice with me in person weekly, Monday night for the Tulua pop-up experience. You can practice with me online. I will be launching a virtual studio in November. So follow along on my Instagram so you can stay in the know about that. And coming in 2022, I'll be offering transformational retreats. So exciting. Which I'm so, so excited about. And my favorite resource, be more specific. What do you mean by that? So is there, for someone just starting who's like, okay, this all sounds great. Where should I start? Is there a favorite I know you're not a big podcast person, but Mm -hmm. is there a favorite album you listen to? Is there a favorite meditation? Is there a book? Is there a, any type of resource? I would recommend for someone who is a seeker and desires to grow and evolve on their path, wherever they're at, to read the book, How to Do the Work by the holistic psychologist. That's a great one. It's an incredible book. Um, I think that the psychologist does a fantastic job of breaking down more complex concepts and making them digestible. She teaches you about self-soothing and regulating your emotions. She teaches you about um, healing your nervous system if you've been living in a state of dysregulation for years or have experienced the detrimental effects of prolonged stress. She also uh, shares quite a bit of research about how yoga, breathwork, and meditation are impactful for one's own healing journey. So I think that would be a great place to start. Perfect. Um, And I know I keep talking about the pop-up, but if you're in Charleston, if you're in Charleston mm-hmm. and you're interested in learning about, you know, metaphysics, metacognition, meditation, uh, it might sound a bit intimidating or abstract, but I love breaking down all these techniques and uh, making them accessible to you. So come check out a class for sure. If you've never done yoga, this is the class for you. And I'm telling you, you will leave. And if anything, don't put too much pressure on yourself. You'll leave just with clarity you leave with clarity levity levity it's really nice and liberated Mm -hmm. in your in your being Mm -hmm. mentally physically emotionally it's an all levels practice everyone is welcome and the yoga is restorative 
it'll be fantastic and I think anybody who has the opportunity to practice with Ashley should thank you so much for being here this was your first podcast interview you did so I great I'm so nervous no you're so great and we'll have you on again I'm so looking forward to this make sure you enter the giveaway thank you so much for having me we'll talk to you soon